0: Recorded live in the Phantasmo Lounge, high atop the Alfred Brandon Building in beautiful midtown Portsmouth, Virginia, it's Phantasmo After Dark, with your host, Rob Floyd, and co-host, Phyllis Floyd. Tonight's topic, The Monster on Campus. See a man revert to a half-human anthropoid from the dawn of creation. Well, hey everybody. Welcome back to the old podcast here. Hey, Phyllis. Hey, Rob. Man, tonight we're going back to the 50s uh, monster movies that we like so much. And this is kind of a twofer in a way. You get a scientific 50s monster and we get a giant bug.
1: (laughs) At least for for a few minutes. Yeah, for
0: a a minute or two there. Yeah. This one was, it's not the best of the crop, but it was fun. It was fun. It was fun. Yeah, 1958. that title, I mean, Monster on Campus, you're not really sure what you're in for with that. It could have been a real stinker.
1: Yeah, yeah, it could have been. There were a few where it could have been any of the ones we've already watched, you know, because it it happens. Yeah. It was the one with the vampire chick.
0: Oh, uh, Blood of Dracula. Blood of Dracula. The, yeah. yeah, the the, the teenage she was on cycle. Camp,
1: yeah, the teenage cycle. She was on. She was yeah. on campus.
0: <laughs> yeah. The only difference with this one is it's not a teenage monster. It's actually the college professor that's right. the monster. So yeah, you could. I guess you, you could kind of throw it into the teenage monsters, you know, into those, but
1: but not really. No, nah,
0: because it's not one of the kids. But uh, this was 1958, so this was late in in that cycle, almost yeah. getting into the getting out of the atomic age. Yeah, getting right into where Hammer is starting to take over mm-hmm. and Gothic Horror is going to make a comeback. But before it did, we have a couple more of these. And like I said, this one isn't isn't the greatest, but it's still worth a watch and still a lot of fun. I mean, let's start right out. It's directed by Jack Arnold.
1: Well, there you go.
0: Who directed Creature from the Black Lagoon. It came from oh. outer space. I think This Island Earth.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: You know, a handful of good classic sci-fi horror movies, and then tons of television in the 60s and the 70s. You know, he directed some I Love Lucy. He even directed some Love Boat. I mean, Jack Ronald was all over the place. Man, you know, his list of credits is huge. Right. And he's a very competent, you know, good director. Yep. Um Like I said, the ones I've mentioned, just a handful of uh, the stuff he directed. Uh Then you got the makeup was Bud Westmore. Right. Who's... Name is on a lot of things.
1: <laughs> like what, Rob?
0: Creature from the Black Lagoon. <laughs> and there's a lot of stories about Bud Westmore. Uh, mainly his team doing a lot of the makeup and him showing up for photo ops. Oh, wow. Uh, that's well, a, that's, sad. that's a controversial thing, you know. But the Westmore name is a makeup a legacy. Yeah. And, it, you know, turned out a lot of good work. Yep. And then the actors in this, you've got, well... You know, speaking of Creature from the Black Lagoon, Whit Bissell, who was in Creature from the Black Lagoon, he was in I Was a Teenage Frankenstein, I Was a Teenage Werewolf, uh, you know, and and tons of other things. But in this one, he's not the mad scientist that creates the monster, he's actually the good doctor. (laughs) (laughs) He doesn't
1: have a very big part, but he's in it. Yeah, but
0: he's in it. And uh, Troy Donahue, you know, Teen Heartthrob, Mm -hmm. who was in tons of stuff. Right. And another, you know, a character actor, that is, one of those guys that you see his face and you're like, oh, that guy, but you never know his name. Yeah. Ross Elliott. Okay. This guy was in everything also. I mean, he up through, I think he was even still working up through the 80s. Yeah. Can
1: you think um, of some examples?
0: Well he, well, he started, he did Dick Van Dyke was one of the first things I remember seeing him on. He was a psychiatrist on that. God, you name name a TV show in the sixties and seventies, ah, and he was on it. Gotcha. It was one of those guys. He just showed up on Airbionic Woman, SWAT. You know, it, it, the cowboy shows. Yeah, you know, I gotcha. all that stuff he was on. And he's just one of those kind of, you know, likable kind of mm-hmm. regular guys. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Other than that,
1: I didn't recognize the female lead.
0: No, from anything.
1: No. Does she do anything else?
0: Uh, nothing. That really stands out. <laughs> well, Julianne Moore, or is it Julian? Juliana Moore? Oh, I'm sorry. Joanna Moore. Who was Madeline. Right. Okay. His girl, the that was the girlfriend. The fiance. The mm-hmm. fiance. She was in Touch of Evil with Chuck. Oh, yeah. So you can't use her for the Apes game. <laughs> uh, uh, oh, Arthur Franz, who, who was the scientist, the monster. Mm-hmm. I didn't recognize him myself, you know, and I probably should have because he's got over 150 credits of things, but nothing that really stood out. I mean, he he's done, you know, he did Lone Ranger. He did, uh, he was in Sands of Iwo Jima.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Having Costello, Meet the Invisible Man, Flight to Mars. I mean, he's done some stuff. Uh, he was in Invaders from, oh, he's the narrator. In Invaders from Mars. He wasn't in the movie, really. I don't think. I don't think we saw the narrator in that, did we? The voiceover? No. Okay. So, yeah, that was him. But, you know, he's done a handful of things, but he just isn't a standout guy, you know? Except in this movie, he's the lead. <laughs> Sylvia. That was, was the. Was that Molly? No, that was uh, Troy Donahue's girlfriend. She was, I think, this was her first movie. Far as I know, and then she did a lot of TV. You know, monkeys get smart stuff like that.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Now Molly, poor Molly.
1: <laughs> Molly, Molly was was she was all about the doctor there.
0: Oh yeah, yeah. Now she, Helen Helen Westcott was the actress's name.
1: Okay, I didn't recognize her. No,
0: I didn't recognize her. But she another one. You know, done a she, lot of stuff. She paid her dues. I mean, yeah. she was all over TV. Uh, did a lot of movies in the forties. Nothing stands out no major stuff you know mm-hmm. no no big stuff oh well, she'd have mccostello meet jekyll and hyde <laughs> she okay. was with that then a lot of tv a lot of you know stuff like that but yeah her character in this <laughs> let's go over the plot a little bit before we go into her character so the movie starts out and one of the first things we see is the side of the monster's house <laughs> <laughs> doesn't really
1: look like the monster's house so much no it was it's be- not dressed yeah it
0: was before it was dressed for the monster's house but you see the left side of it not quite the front but if you know what you're looking at you yeah kinda... you'll,
1: you'll recognize it if you know it yeah
0: i mean as soon as the movie opens this car this truck is driving by and it drives right by it and then pulls up and troy donahue is delivering the coelacanth which is this prehistoric looking big huge fish to our our doctor yep and uh, professor rather
1: well, first he has to pick up his dog, Samson.
0: Oh, yeah, yeah. Troy <laughs> picks up his dog on the way, and the plot, boom, starts off just like that. Yep. Because he, he parks a truck, and of course the thing was packed in ice, and it's leaking through the metal crate at the truck on the street. The dog gets out and starts leaking at the bloody, bloody water. Yep. And he shoos the dog away, and the doc comes out, and they get the crate and carry it. Before they carry it into the building, the dog starts acting like a mad dog and attacks Troy Donahue, and the doctor covers him with a blanket, and they carry the dog in and put him in a cage. It's like, you know, he was just fine just a minute ago. Yeah. What happened? Forget he drank this bloody water, this prehistoric fish. You they
1: know. don't think anything yeah. of it. They think he's turned no rabbit, connection. maybe.
0: Yeah. yeah. So they put him in a cage, and they bring the big fish in, and of course, then he, the professor gives the history of the fish and what it's all about mm-hmm. to, Tro- to Troy Donahue. And I like, okay, well, I guess we better put it away. So he he picks it up out of the crate to put it in the, I don't know why they just wheel the crate in there. Well,
1: you're missing Molly completely here.
0: No, Molly hadn't come in yet. Yes, she did. Oh, that's right. That's right. Because we got to take Troy. To the doctor. That's right. So I forgot about that. Troy got, the dog did attack him, did bite him. So yeah. they, they pushed the crate in there in the office and the doctor rushes Troy over to the, the professor rushes Troy over to the doctor. Yeah. Dr. Whit Bissell.
1: Yes. And so he patches him up. Yeah.
0: And uh, Whit Bissell tells the professor that he'd like to get a sample of a dog's saliva. And he'll send Molly over to pick it up. And then the professor says, yeah, I'll be there before, by 8.30 or whatever. He's Whatever the time is. So, yeah. He's got a chaperone, a dance, uh, at 9. So Molly's like, oh, I'll be there. <laughs> <laughs> She's kind of got the hots for the professor.
1: Yeah, you you don't really get that right. Not then, right but, at first, but yeah. As it but goes then she on. shows up at the the school, and he says, uh, "Here's the the saliva sample that that the doctor wants," and she says, "Well, he won't want this until morning."
0: And, and yeah, right then we were like, "What?" What? <laughs> what do you mean by that molly yeah
1: and i can't remember what her next question or whatever was but he said what do you know about this type of you know
0: paleontologist yeah or something? something
1: talking about the dog and and he's got these huge canines yeah they are like, they're like grown out grown like he... saber-toothed tiger type yeah. teeth you know and and she said well i know that the scientists who study it are very That's attractive
0: right, yeah. <laughs> you know anything about paleontology I know that very attractive men study it. So Molly's just throwing <laughs> it on the table, just throwing it right out there, and he's not picking it up. And
1: he, I can't. What does he say? Something about quite racy about,
0: for a fifties.
1: Very. And he says something about um. Oh, then he, he he brings her over to the dog's cage, to Samson's cage, and he Samson starts growling and mm-hmm. you know getting really vicious again. And she says. Donald, don't do not do that. Get away. Be careful, you know. And after a minute, he backs up and he says, are you scared? And she said yes, or shakes her head yes, or whatever, nods yes. And he says, well, I'm sorry he scared you, but you kind of scare me. <laughs> <laughs> and then he walks away.
0: <laughs> it was great. All I'm saying is that before Molly left the house, she made sure she was wearing Matching brawn underwear. Just mm-hmm. saying.
1: Or or, you know, commando. <laughs> <laughs> I'm telling you, there were panties in the glove compartment. You know the old
0: the old <laughs> joke. The, the the old thing is like if, if you hook up with a girl mm-hmm. and we start undressing, if she's wearing bra and pant and matching bra and panties, yeah, she made the decision you were gonna have sex. Yeah, right. <laughs> before, yeah. Long before you did long thought before about you it. Did.
1: Yeah. Oh man. Anyway, long story short, too yeah. late. He gets a call from his fiance that they need to go to the dance, to chaper in the dance. And so he says, I'll be right there.
0: Better put this fish away.
1: Yeah, let's put this this fish away. he
0: picks it up out of this crate of, uh, you know, melting ice is bloody water. Right. So he he sticks his
1: hand in the fish's fish's mouth
0: and then grabs it by the tail. And I don't know if that's the way you carry fish or not, but this fish has teeth like a piranha. Yeah. So, he goes, and when he sets it down on the table, of course, he just the math drops it. slams down. shut on his hand. Yeah. So, in essence, it bites him.
1: So, now he's got bloody hand, and she's like, oh, you're bleeding. He's like, oh. Oh,
0: said, so, well, I, oh, I better move this crate, too. Yeah. So, he so grabs a crate, and his hand slips off the crate into the bloody water. Into the
1: bloody water. So, now he's got bit fish hand and bloody water. And then
0: what do you do when you get a cut? <sighs> he sticks it in his mouth. Let
1: me tell you, I have been known to stick my finger in my mouth if I cut my finger.
0: Everybody does it. It happens. But not if you just got bit by a prehistoric piranha fish.
1: If it's going to happen, I am not going to then stick my finger in my mouth if my finger has been in bloody fish water. (laughs) I think the smell alone would turn me off. I could smell that water Through the screen. (laughs) And there's no way my hand was getting near my mouth. You you
0: don't care for seafood.
1: I hate seafood.
0: (laughs) All of it. It stinks. It does smell nasty. Ugh. So anyway. Anyhow. Plot starts to thicken.
1: Yes. So immediately he begins to feel a little lightheaded and woozy. And he's like, oh, I don't feel so good. So he he determines he can't drive safely. And, and so
0: you better take me home.
1: Yeah. Well, before that, she's like, well, let me let me get a first aid kit out of my car in the glove. Co- I think I have one in the glove yeah. box. And that's
0: when he gets out of the car, he starts going, oh. Really? She's got
1: panties in the glove box. Let me tell you. <laughs> because that's what she wanted to tell him. But... First aid kit's what she's going with, so they go out there and gets him in the car, and he's he's she's gonna take him home. So she gets him all the way home. He goes to go in, but he can't get out of the car. So she goes in and phones for the doctor. And while she's on the phone, you see this very enlarged Neanderthal hand. looking hand, opening hairy, and yeah, opening the door.
0: And a and shadow she, moving. And then and, she turns around and screams. Yes. And then we cut to the next.
1: And one. it cuts to the fiance. And there's a lot of shadows. Um, mm-hmm. They really like the the filming in this is done oh, yeah. with a lot of shadow. You don't see the
0: monster right at first, really. No. You see his hand no. a lot and you see a lot of shadow of him moving. Yeah. Which is really cool, you know. Yeah. I like a lot of that. A stuff.
1: lot of the shots they chose to do were yeah. were very creative. Well, uh, Jack and I like Arnold, them. you know. Yeah, yeah, very cool. Anyhow, more on that later. Yeah.
0: So then the fiance is talking to her father. Yeah. About the dance and blah 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 blah, and she gets she's gonna say, "Well, oh well, he's late for the dance. I'm gonna go see see if he's still at work."
1: What about that dog? What happened? Maybe the dog hurt yeah. him again. So she goes to check on him. She finds the dog. The dog is now fine. He's not vicious anymore. His car
0: is still there.
1: Yeah, but Donald's car is still there. So then she goes to Donald's house and she sees... Molly's car is in the driveway, and let me tell you, she's not very happy she about is that. She's
0: visibly not thrilled that she Molly's goes car is there. And
1: checks the visor because I don't know if you know this, but back in the day, they had a little spot on the visor where you put your registration. So she yeah. checks the convertible and sees Molly's name, and she slams that visor shut. She was not <laughs> pleased. She knew what Molly was up to. Yeah, she should check love box. She, She'd have found she's, the panties. She's heard
0: about pantyless Molly. <laughs>
1: Molly has got a whole life of her own in our mind.
0: <laughs> She's a town slut, <laughs> you know.
1: there's, you know,
0: it's okay right. to be the town slut. We're well, in the fifties, though. We small are towns. not slut
1: shaming. We totally no. appreciate Molly.
0: Yeah, it's all right didn't in the to fifties, though. But no. we do now.
1: <laughs> it is totally all right to go after what you want, Molly. I'm on behind you. Well, go it, didn't, for it. it didn't
0: work out good for Molly.
1: Did it? unfortunately, it did not work out so well tale. for Molly. <laughs>
0: So, so she starts going. She yeah, goes in the door. the fiance is going in the in the house, and the house <laughs> is wrecked. It's it's destroyed. The mirrors broke on the wall. Furniture's turned over. Her picture that she signed to her fiance, because people used to do that. Yeah, is ripped in half, and she calls it Donald. That's Donald Blake. He's Thor. That's, yeah, she starts calling his name, and she hears a like a moaning out back. Out back, and she's.
1: Well, first she calls the police because yeah, of the break-in. Right. Uh, it looks like a break-in. The house
0: has yeah, been robbed and ransacked.
1: Yeah, so she calls the police. Then she goes out back and she sees Donald on the ground. It looks like he's just waking up from and this being is a, passed out or something. This is a great something.
0: shot because the camera follows her oh, to yeah. him on the ground. And as it, and then it, starts, it starts to pan, to pan, up, pan up as, as she as she's picks she's getting him, getting up. him up. And behind them, as he's getting you know, she's lifting him up, you see the feet. And a bottom of a dress against a tree and when they stand all the way up you see this girl It's Molly. Molly kinda hung by her hair from a tree branch with her eyes open, like wide open, just yeah. staring.
1: And it looks like she was scared to death. It doesn't look like she was, was mutilated or yeah. murdered or it just looks like she died of fright. It's very yeah. surreal. It was a great shot. But it was
0: a great yeah, the camera just goes right up and it's just it's boom, it's there.
1: Yeah. Then the police show up, and they, you know, did you call the police? And they point to Molly on the tree, and they go over and take her off of the tree, and then that shot's even worse. They because just kinda now they her just kind of sli- yeah. and
0: sit her down on the ground, but her head is kind of slumped over as she's leaning against a tree, and it's, yeah, it's, it's pretty creepy looking. That
1: looks really gross, yeah. almost, because, yeah, she's yeah. just got dead body, head, yeah, it, it's really pretty weird and you know what yeah. kudos to the lady playing molly because she did that really well oh
0: yeah yeah now this next shot is great they're back in the house and all the, of course the forensic guys are there and the police wait
1: we have to have an moment of silence for molly pantyless molly is now dead <laughs> fare thee well molly
0: okay okay continue so they're in the house and of course the police are going through everything and they find his tie clip was clutched in her hand and they think he's a suspect, but they don't really question it because he was knocked out and doesn't remember anything. Yeah. But there's, there's this great shot of the police in the foreground, the police sergeant or whatever, captain, talking to the other one of the other policemen in the foreground. And the mirror, the broken mirror is in the background, mm-hmm. but you see the professor and...
1: Mary Yeah. <laughs> Sorry.
0: What's the fiance's name?
1: Madeline? No. Ugh, you just said it.
0: Madeline, Sylvia, anyway. one Fiance. Of the, the fiance. You see them in the mirror, of course, they're on the other side of the room, but in the broken mirror mm-hmm. on the other wall, mm-hmm. it's, oh, it's a great shot. It's beautiful. It's a fantastic shot. Yeah, it's
1: really, really pretty.
0: It's above the movie. <laughs> <You know?
1: laughs> yes, it really is. Yes. Yeah, so then yeah. they, they pretty much accuse him of being the murderer, but not really. They don't
0: think he is, but... He's the only suspect they have.
1: Yeah. So they, they are going to go ahead and take him down to the, the station. And in the meantime, they the other investigators have pulled the captain or whoever aside. They're like, hey, you know, we, we just took a fingerprint from Donald and I found this other handprint.
0: Oh, this other thumbprint. They took a thumbprint and they found a big thumbprint on the picture that yeah. was ripped up.
1: He said, well, it, it can't be Donald because these prints don't match. Yeah. So... So they ruled him as a suspect. Yeah,
0: as a suspect. Right. And so they're looking for this big, you know, monster of a Neanderthal type man.
1: Yes. Large thumb. Yeah. Uh, And the opening credits, by the way, speaking of large thumb, the opening credits show a shadow. Imagine that. Oh, yeah. On the ground. And it looks a whole lot like the very typical Bigfoot pose. (laughs) Anyhow.
0: So we go on, and it's the next day, and... uh... (laughs) The doctor just can't catch a damn break. No. Now, maybe may be getting these, these sequences out of order, but he's he's got the big fish out, and two of the other students, Troy Donahue, I think, and his girlfriend, girlfriend are there. Yeah. And a dragonfly lands on the fish. Yes. And starts biting, sucking the blood out of the fish like a, a skeeter. Yeah, right. Then it flies away. We don't see any more about it. We know what's going to happen, but they don't know what's going to happen. Right. And anyway, we're not going to go through step by step of the whole plot, but- getting up to this point a little while later they're back in the lab
1: and they hear this buzzing noise
0: yeah this is later like
1: it's not a whole lot later a whole lot later Uh, you hear this buzzing noise and they're all looking around and then they look and they see this giant well they 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 didn't know what it was
0: they raise the blinds and there's this giant like what two or three foot long dragonfly dragonfly outside the window and the girl screams troy donahue's like oh no and the professor's like Open the window! Yeah. <laughs> yeah, let that thing in here. So they, they let it in, and it flies up on the, you know, the top of the room, and he brings the fish back out. And it lands on the fish. Yeah. And you would think it would get bigger if it bites it some more, but he says, grab that net in the corner. Because he had a net in his classroom.
1: Of course he did.
0: And they throw the net on the on the uh, dragonfly, and he stabs it with a letter opener or something. He's he like, says, "Well, it's
1: really a shame. I'd like to have taken it alive. Yeah.
0: Now, and this is where he just has bad luck. Because <laughs> he picks the thing up by the letter opener. Yes. And he's walking over to his desk and it's dripping blood and it drips some blood into his pipe.
1: <laughs> I mean, right into the pipe. He's he doesn't see it. Great aim, but it, he doesn't see it.
0: He puts the dragonfly down and he's like, the kids go away. So, so he's going to sit there while he's thinking of what's going on and start smoking his pipe. And it, hmm, he looks like, oh, that's it. Yeah, what looks kind of tobacco is that?
1: Okay, I have problems here.
0: <laughs> he looks
1: at it like it tastes funny, but he continues to smoke it. Mm-hmm. Doesn't even question the fact that oh maybe it smells like fish blood. <laughs> I mean, he did just have his hand in his mouth last night with fish blood. Yeah. Uh, I think that it smells
0: similar. So anyway, he starts smoking the pipe and he starts getting dizzy again and the dragonfly looks like starts to shrink. Yeah. And then he, or so he turns into the monster again. Yeah. And, you know, wreaks havoc. Then he goes through this thing where he's trying to figure out what's going on.
1: And he has no idea. He does not have any clue yeah. that he's the monster. He totally blacks out. Once he turns into the monster, it's total blackout. But he starts
0: working on the fish and he's starting to cancel his classes so he can work on this problem and try to help them find this this throwback man. Yeah,
1: because he's, he's convinced now that there's some...
0: Maniac on the loose. Yeah,
1: maniac Neanderthal on the loose. Yeah.
0: Uh, which is which is kind of a neat twist that he doesn't know it's him, yeah, you know, yeah, with him ha- trying to help them find him, but he doesn't know it's him, yeah, you know. And then he, of course, he makes this phone call to Madagascar.
1: The-
0: <orsun velocity song> <speaks> to where the fish came from,
1: oh my God,
0: which is you know, costing the university a lot of money. and so they uh, was it the dean?
1: Yeah, which happens to be the fiancé's dad. So future father-in-law tells him he needs to take a break. And the
0: doctor, Yeah. Perhaps you should take a break. Why don't you go to my cabin in the mountains? It's secluded and you can, you know.
1: Vacation for a day or two. So he goes up there and now he's.
0: he's, There was one point where in some of these proceedings where he says, oh, to the doctor, see, I got the the fish bit me.
1: Yeah, well, no, it wasn't that. He was talking to the doctor, and, and the doc- he's he's telling them how it could possibly be a Neanderthal. And he's he's come up with some kind of theory on how...
0: That it could be the coelacanth blood yes. because of the dragonfly. Right. And then maybe somebody broke in to the... Lab while he was gone and cut themselves on the fish scales.
1: Yes, and how could this possibly have happened? And and he said, well, they he, they may not even know. And they said, well, would they do this on purpose? And he's like, no, it, it probably would have been an accident the first time. Maybe they cut themselves, yeah. or maybe they they accidentally ingested it. Or and then
0: all of a sudden he starts to click to himself, yeah. and he's like, looks oh. at his hand, and then, he, then he like, I don't know, if he grabs his pipe or grab touches his mouth or something. You know, I, you know, one time I would like, I want to see one of these guys in these movies, like maybe the police sergeant go, hey, wait a minute, you got cut. <laughs> maybe you turned into the monster, right. like totally on board with there's a monster.
1: Yeah, yeah. You
0: know, and maybe it's you.
1: What's it Let's check this out.
0: Happens. Drink yeah. some of that blood. <laughs> yeah, that's right.
1: So anyway, he takes his equipment and a camera, a couple cameras and some uh, recording equipment and goes up to the cabin with the blood, etc. And yeah. decides that he's going to.
0: He's going to purposefully inject himself. Yeah. And he's going to see see record it. see if it happens. It yeah, see yeah, if and it record happens. it. Now, record it so he knows. Yeah. That's all he said. It, it's not like. For posterity or No, anything.
1: he just wants to know for sure that he really is yeah. the person doing that. Now, this. this was the 50s. Because he's feeling... You can tell he feels really guilty about the people that are dead. Yeah. And he feels responsible, even though he really wasn't in his right mind. But he feels responsible. Yeah, so
0: he has to know.
1: So he has to know if it was him. So he proceeds doing the, the experiment. He, yeah. No, he, wait,
0: wait, wait. This is the one that I got. This is the 50s, so there's no... You can't set up a video camera, yeah, yeah. you know, or... Nobody has movie cameras just lying right, around. Right, right. So I guess he borrowed a couple of just still cameras yep. from the school and these He's are the big the big cameras with the the flash bar, you know, gun Giant on the flash side. Gun, yeah. So he has them set up different parts of the room with string running to the, from the shutter across the room so wherever he moves he'll trip it and will yeah, take a like picture. Yeah. It's like
1: it's like a spider web of string yeah. all around him so no matter where he moves it's going to it's going to hit the string and it will take a picture. So all he has is his his audio recorder, his um
0: reel to reel, real reel, yeah,
1: and and his camera. So he does it. He takes the stuff. In the meantime, the fiance is worried about him and has decided she's going to take a trip up to the cabin to see him, see how he's doing. So she's on her way up, and uh, in the meantime, and he's he turns also, into the yeah.
0: the monster and and breaks out of the window of the cabin.
1: Yep, and starts with a hatchet. Yeah, he's found a hatchet. And he starts traipsing across the the countryside.
0: And for some reason, he's going down the middle of the road. Because she goes by the ranger station. And just, just past the ranger station, she sees him in the middle of the road. He turns around and she runs off the road and falls out of her car.
1: And for some reason, he captures her. He doesn't kill her. Well, well you know,
0: what's well, his fiance? So some well, part of him still so, knows.
1: Well, that or maybe it's a it's a female thing because you know he, he didn't actually kill Molly. No, but she he hung her died, up by her hair. She died of fright, and then he hung her up by her hair. Yeah,
0: but he hung her up by her hair.
1: Maybe he was just dragging her around by her hair. <laughs> you know, me Tarzan, her Jane. I don't know.
0: No, well, why would he Anyhow, hang her up? She was pretty. Okay. <laughs> like a picture.
1: Like a picture, yeah. So, anyway, so he
0: picks up the fiance and starts running up to the hills. Now the ranger heard this, the scream and the crash, so he just he was sitting on the front porch. So he just takes off running to see what's going on.
1: Yeah,
0: and he doesn't find it, he finds the car and nobody there. Or no, I think he sees the monster carrying her off. Yeah. So he runs back and calls the police in town.
1: So the police and the doctor are on the way.
0: Yeah. And he takes his gun. And he says, "I'm going back out there." And he goes and he finds the monster. And this is pretty gruesome. Probably the most gruesome thing in the whole uh, movie, I mm-hmm. think. He shoots at the monster. and he, I think he gets him in the side or something. And the monster throws the hatchet and, mm-hmm. boom, gets Ranger Gomer right in the forehead. Yep. And, you know, he he grabs the hatchet, but there's it's sticking out of his forehead and his blood, and he falls down. It's like, damn. Yeah, it's <laughs> pretty bad. And then I so think he, the fiance runs away.
1: Yeah, well, she ends up back at the cabin. Because she doesn't know it's him yet. She doesn't. And then he ends up back at the cabin too, only now he's transformed back into himself. I don't remember. And she's exactly. like, Oh, you must
0: have found me and fought the monster off type right, of thing.
1: Right. Only now he's wearing the same clothes that the monster was wearing and she actually says something well, about Well he him develops he that. develops
0: the picture. He said he looks at the camera, she says, I got the oh, picture. Yeah, yeah. So he develops the picture and it comes out.
1: Oh, he's, and she says she's wearing your clothes. That's right.
0: <laughs> and he you know, you expect him to look at her like, Really Mohan? Really, Yeah. <laughs> Are you that much of an idiot? (laughs) He's changed his shirt by this point, but yeah, Yeah. the monster had the same clothes as he did. Right. The ending kind of throws me a little bit here because he doesn't say anything like he doesn't tell them what's going on. He's just like, I'm going to turn back into the monster again so you can kill me.
1: But that's not what he tells them. That's not what he tells them. So the police and the doctor show up. And she, he still hasn't told the fiance what's happening. They just all show up and he's like, you know, I, she says the monster was there and he fought them off or fought the monster off. And he's like, yes, we did see the monster. I know where he is. I'll take you to him now. Yeah. And so he tells her to stay there and he like tells her goodbye, but not in like some final goodbye kind of way. I don't think she was suspicious. Yeah. And then he he starts to traipse out into the countryside with the, the other gentleman and- some point he he, goes off he he, and the
0: doctor go off ahead of the the two policemen
1: yeah and he tells them you know he tells the policeman as he's walking away as soon as you see whatever comes out of this shoot to kill yeah shoot to kill don't don't try to capture it don't ask questions Just shoot to kill shoot it so he goes over the the hill or whatever with the doctor and he's telling the doctor you know about his theories and whatever else you know he's learned yeah and then he says, I'm going to prove to you now you're going to see regression before your your very eyes. And yeah. so he goes to inject himself. And the doctor's like, no, don't do this, Donald. And then he does it anyway. And, of course, he turns back into the monster. And the doctor is trying to obviously not die. And he's trying to keep the police from shooting him. And he, the, he, the monster runs over the hill towards the police. And the doctor's saying, yeah. no, don't shoot, don't shoot. But of course they shoot. Don't shoot, don't shoot, don't shoot. Yeah. And they kill him.
0: See, that's the part that bothers me though. It's like, okay, he's a professor, he knows what he was doing.
1: Yeah.
0: Was you know he knows that it happened to him. It wasn't on purpose. Right. Except for that last time to get a picture. He knows they want to capture the thing. And if he would have said, Look, this happened to me. Yeah. Let me show you what happened to me.
1: Yeah, I think put me I in jail in
0: a cage and I'll show you what happened to me. You know, I mean, of course, we wouldn't have had this tragic ending, but it wasn't tragic to me yeah. because he just went out like, kill me.
1: I know. It was really. It was kind of odd. Yeah. Well, I mean, and it's it was for no reason at all. I mean, other it wasn't than... out
0: of his control.
1: No, because it wasn't going to happen to him again unless he injected the stuff again. Yeah. So he was safe. Everybody else around him was safe. Yeah. There was nothing to worry about anymore. Yeah. But it, it, it wasn't.
0: Yeah, it wasn't a thing that was going to keep happening to him out of his control. Right. He had to inject himself to do that. Yeah. And he could have he could have owned up to everything, like I said, yeah. and shown them in a controlled situation, or he could have just said, I don't know what happened to the monster. Yeah.
1: Monster just disappeared. <laughs> yeah. You know? Never so, to be heard from again.
0: Because yeah. <laughs> all these other movies, I mean, you know, the monster changes like it's not in his control. Right. Oh, what happens? And so that it makes it tragic because he's trying to, not, yeah, be bad or trying not kill people. Trying to better, and, it, and yeah. yeah. So this, I think, that's the oddest thing. And maybe that's why this one didn't catch on with people. Maybe you know because you get a decent looking monster, Neanderthal looking monster. You know, yeah. big shoulders and the the Cro-Magnon face and everything, and more of a between a Cro-Magnon and like a gorilla type face. Yeah. Um. So it wasn't it wasn't bad. It was better than the vampire, yeah, which was a much better movie. But the monster, like crap. True. Speaking of the monster in this one, once the professor starts to change, mm-hmm. it's not it's not the same actor anymore.
1: Oh, really? When he's
0: in the makeup, it's Eddie Parker. Okay. Who was stunt man? Who lots of stuff, but he most notably did most of the uh, Frankenstein stuff for Bill Lugosi and Frankenstein Meets the Wolfman. Most of the stunt stuff, and he okay. and in the ice and things like that. Gotcha. It was him and one other guy in that, but mainly it was it was Eddie Parker. So that was kind of cool. It's had pretty good music in it, too. You know, like Universal Monster music. Good sting music for the dramatic scenes and everything. I'm not sure if it was some reused music from other movies. I didn't recognize any of it.
1: Yeah, I mean, nothing stood out to me, so... It was it was uh, completely acceptable. Yeah, but it was, it was utilized fine. good. Yeah. You know? Yeah. It was.
0: Uh, this mm-hmm. one, now we've got this one on this great four movie disc set called, was it Sci-Fi? It's called Sci-Fi Ultimate Collection.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And it doesn't say, I don't think it says volume one on it, but we have volume two of this also. Right. But this one has, let's see if I I don't have it handy right now, but this one has on it Monster on Campus. The Incredible Shrinking Man, the Mole People, which we need to watch at some point, mm-hmm. and the Monolith Monsters. Ah, gotcha. And oh, and I, I think it's five movie. I think Tarantula's on this. Okay, maybe, might be on gotcha. this one. Anyway, I know it's those first four. Anyway.
1: Oh, so this is this is the first one of the compilation. We got the second one for Christmas from Nikki and Kevin and Alan. Yeah, didn't we? Yeah. Okay, gotcha.
0: And it's got Doctor Cyclops and I think is it Leech Woman. Yeah. Yeah, and some other stuff we need Yeah, we, yeah, need we to gotta watch, watch also. that one. Yeah, I'm looking forward to seeing that.
1: Cool. I can't wait.
0: But yeah, it's a great se- I'm not sure if this particular set... Well, I guess Volume 2 still available. I'm assuming Volume 1 is. I've had it for a good while. Mainly I got it because it had monolith monsters
1: on it. Yeah, I love that one.
0: But this is one of those I'd always heard about and I never really got to see. Or never really sought out to see, you know. But I watched it not long ago while I was working on some stuff, and I I thought, well, this would be good to do a podcast on, because it fits in with a lot of these other ones we've done. Kind of a small movie, you know, but still fun and enjoyable. And then well, we we watched it, well, this past week, didn't we? Yeah. Yeah.
1: And then again.
0: And then again, just before (laughs) the podcast to refresh ourselves with it. You know, it's one of those movies, it doesn't really stay with you. You know? Yeah. Like, yeah, it's nothing really sticks out.
1: I mean, there's a couple scenes that are that are in yeah. my head that I think I'll probably but, hold on to, but yeah.
0: Again, if you love 50s B-monster movies like we do.
1: Then you gotta see this one.
0: Yeah. Look, the Teenage Monster movies, the Scientific Monster movies, the Atomic Bug movies. This this is on your list to see. It, it's definitely one of those, and it's not slow, no at all
1: no no it's fun it
0: starts off from the get-go yeah. and keeps right on rolling it doesn't have a dead spot in it even when he's talking on the phone to
1: madagascar Afro, circus afro circus
0: afro yeah to that other doctor in madagascar about the fish it's informative, you know, what he, the way he's telling you what's going on, it yeah. keeps you hooked. To like, well, what's he going to find out, you know? Yeah. So I would definitely yeah. recommend this one. Yeah. Uh, I, yeah. Hell, I recommend, I don't think there's one I haven't recommended that we've we Even
1: ones that we don't necessarily love, we recommend watching because you should make your own opinion. Don't, oh, don't yeah. base your yeah. stuff on us.
0: And it's always, I mean, you know, there's, there's something in all these movies, there's something that's enjoyable. hmm and Almost. this is another one of those. <laughs> <laughs> True.
1: I guess that's about it, huh?
0: I think so. I think that's about it on this one. Of course I'll put up the trailer and pictures and stuff on the Phantasmo After Dark Facebook page. Right. I was taking a hiatus from Facebook for about a month. I, I had to get away from yes. all that
1: stuff. Yeah,
0: but he's he's I, checking yeah, it now. Yeah, I did I did put the pictures up for the podcast, but I didn't I wasn't doing any checking of any scrolling or anything else for a while. But i've got back to uh
1: at least checking notifications and replying to yeah people.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so, so i will definitely have some cool stuff and pictures up on the uh, facebook page there take a look won't you
1: indeed well we have one thing left to do
0: one thing left to do we have to play the world revolves around planet of the apes
1: Well, there's quite a few to choose from. I know I can't choose one of them. <laughs> so, I don't know. Why don't we go with heartthrob Troy Donahue?
0: Troy Donahue <laughs> was in, I think, Grandview, USA. Okay. With William Wyndham, who was the president in Escape from Planet of the Apes. <laughs> You're welcome (laughs) That was very
1: very fast
0: You liked that didn't you I
1: did I did All right. well that was quick You have once again proven that the world does indeed Revolve around Planet of the Apes
0: Because it does so do yourself a favor And go watch all the original Planet of the Apes movies
1: After you watch Monster on the Campus
0: campus, Monster on the Campus It says the Campus Doesn't say Monster on the Campus really Yes. Wow I didn't know that
1: That's what it says on the poster.
0: Yeah. Well, see, that's why you're in charge of editing and posting this stuff. (laughs) I just post pictures.
1: (laughs) Monster on the campus.
0: Wow. Is it right on the poster there? Yeah. All right. Well, that's about it for me then.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, so Monster on the campus. That's it. (laughs) Okay.
0: (laughs) Till next time. Good night, everybody.
1: Good night.